Hi, this is Tom Compton. You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to talk about our favorite subject, and that's vigils. We at We Hold These Truths have been doing vigils since before the Gulf War in 2003, actually. And we've been at over 100 churches, and we've been at, I don't know how many of the John Hagee's Christians United for Israel. Chuck and a team actually have been to Hagee's home church, Cornerstone Church, in San Antonio, Texas. So we've seen a lot of the activity by Christians United for Israel, and something was brought to our attention by our vigil leader in the Bay Area, Craig Hansen, that caught our eye, and this is something we've never done in the past. One of the new events for Christians United for Israel is a Standing with Israel event at a synagogue in San Francisco. And the actions of outfits like Kufi, Christians United for Israel, are almost getting frantic here. I, I'm on their mailing list, and I got an email here just a few days ago that was an action alert demanding that President Obama stop blocking weapons for Israel and outlining these things like this. And then we're also seeing a flock of evangelical leaders going to Israel to show support. And there's an article in the Huffington Post, won't go into detail here, but people like Anne Graham Lotz and Richard Land from the Southern Evangelical Seminary. We might remind our listeners, if you've not heard it before, but Richard Land was with the Southern Baptist Convention's lobbying arm, and he wrote a letter signed by a number of prominent evangelical Christians to President Bush before the Gulf War in 2003, saying that any action there would be a just war based on their interpretation of the Bible. So our question, of course, is which Bible are they reading? But there are other prominent people like Kay Arthur. This is at a national religious broadcasters trip and one of the things that got us interested in doing a vigil there was our friend Craig Hansen, our vigil leader in the Bay Area that keeps track of what events that the Christians United for Israel have in his area and he's done a number of these up in Sacramento but there have been some interesting protests in the Bay Area. Chuck, you might tell us about that. That kind of gave us inspiration to to do something uh, in the Bay Area. Well, well, yes, and, and to amplify on what you said, the uh, Religious Broadcasters Network Association is headed by Jerry Johnson, and he's actually leading this tribe of evangelicals over there to congratulate Israel. And that gives you some idea of how much we can depend upon media, Christian media, to tell us really what's going on. The recent announcement in the Bay Area that's very close to where we'll be was uh, only yesterday a ship. It's a cargo ship from Israel hauling something that they sell here. Didn't say in the story, uh, which ran in Huffington Post, 
but it told us that a large group of protesters appeared. They said three to 5,000 was the estimate made, and they would not allow the cargo ship to a dock in Oakland, California, which is, of course, right next door to, to San Francisco. So uh, we think that uh, this synagogue is being pretty bold in bringing John Hagee, uh, when he's called for more smart bombs for Israel, to use on the Palestinians at the very time when almost everybody understands that now, that now more than 2,000 of them have been killed by these smart bombs, which they call hellfires, by the way. They're laser-guided and usually fired from helicopters, but they can also uh, fire them out of airplanes. And uh, so our F-16s are there, too. We never know which damage is from what. Uh, the F-16s usually carry 500-pound bombs. The little Hellfire missiles are about 200 pounds. They're a nice, nice cozy little device that uh, can hit a car moving almost anywhere in Gaza from two or three miles away. So uh, we think uh, it's uh, very much time to see if we can move this protest to the people that are supporting all of this. And certainly John Hagee is supporting it. And, of course, if he's welcome in this synagogue, then they're supporting it too. So we are going to be producing more information about this. And we're going to ask you to, uh, if at all possible, to come and be there. It's not a numbers game. It's a matter of trying to make a good appearance and talk to people there. And, of course, have a good sound message. So we'll be putting out a, a, a criteria for the messages and uh, try to uh, provide some leadership. In, uh, in the points that we're going to try to get across to these people, and especially to the press, who's almost sure to come to this. I can't imagine us doing this at a large metropolitan synagogue without getting uh, media. So we should be able to get uh, somebody to talk to, and we want to make sure we have a, a very firm message that says Jesus would not do this. The uh, people in this synagogue claim that they are Abraham's descendants. I don't know that Abraham ever did anything like this, Maybe it's time that they consider who it is they're supporting when they uh, hold up the flag for the state of Israel. I just pulled up the article where it says about the International Longshoremen and Warehouse Union who refused to dock the Israeli ship. And an uh, interesting quote that what the longshoreman said. He says, as a longshoreman, I know how critical international trade is to the economy. I think it is an appropriate action against those who have prevented the self-determination of the Palestinian people and to show solidarity with the people of Gaza. So that's coming, that's coming from a, a spokesman for the longshoremen in, in Oakland. So that's, that's really positive. Uh, that's a good group to be in touch with, isn't it? Yeah. And, of course, I think everyone here knows this, that there is a dock in Gaza. It's, uh, it's a very nice, it's a very good one, deep water dock that's been built there hundreds of years ago by the Romans or by people that preceded them, maybe even by the Phoenicians. And that dock has been, of course, unused for five years before I went there. And that was 12 years ago. For, it's at least 20 years since anybody has been allowed to use that dock. The airport in Gaza was a uh, jet-quality airport. They had the uh, ability to land, and, and, and uh, of course, that's blockaded. And uh, nobody can take anything... Uh, one one container load of anything into Gaza. And so I think the union has made a, a very good point in denying Israel the right to dock in, in their town. 
Well, there certainly is growing support around the world. The South Africans had, according to Archbishop Desmond Tutu, that they had a protest there larger than when they were under apartheid, or at least equal in size, which would be in, I don't know, 100,000. I don't know, don't have the exact statistics on it. So people are waking up, except for the United States government and our Christian Zionist bloodthirsty brothers and sisters in Christ that turn their backs on the suffering of people and only give lip service to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. But what do they mean by that? Is it the peace only available will only come when all Palestinians are removed from the Holy Land? We gave a good example of that in our last podcast, Christian Zionists who put Israel before Jesus. And it's uh, about the callousness. They give lip service, like I said, to the peace of Jerusalem even the communist China, Zinghao.net, has very poignant picture stories, if you will, and we just posted one of those under Unheralded News about the flattening of a Palestinian home. It was not in Gaza. It was in the occupied Palestinian territory near Hebron, where the Israelis used their collective punishment by destroying the homes of Palestinian suspects of the killing of the three teenage children. Most civilized countries in the world don't destroy suspects' homes, but that's an exception in the state of Israel, it appears. And we can look at the over 25,000 homes that have been demolished by the Israelis in the occupied West Bank since 1967, according to the Israeli Committee Against Housing Demolition, that is a group of Israeli Jews that have opposed this. They have brought attention to what is going on in Israel, the continued expansion of settlements in the West Bank. Of course, Gaza has been boarded up and fenced around, and they took the settlers out of there in 2005. So we think it's time to keep the pressure up with these vigils and join in with the protest around the world. Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcasts. And be sure to visit our website, whtt.org, for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also, at whtt.org, you can watch for free our award-winning documentary film, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Join us in our efforts to wake the town and tell the people. Start small think big, and press on towards the straight gate.